0: Atlassian.
1: Support for this show comes from Mercury. There's an art to making the complex feel simple. Everything should be in sync, so even the smallest part serves a bigger purpose. Simplicity can transform your business operations. That's why Mercury powers your financial workflows from the bank account so ambitious companies have the precision control and focus they need to perform at their best. Apply in minutes at mercury.com. Hi, everyone. This is Pivot from the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm Kara Swisher.
0: And I'm Scott Galloway. And Kara, I'm actually feeling pretty good. You know why?
1: Why? Tell me.
0: Because over the weekend, Alex Jones ate my ass, and it wasn't that bad. (laughs) It was actually pretty good. Is he down in Florida?
1: He's down in Florida, right? Where does he live?
0: Did you see this video where he's threatening to eat people's asses? Yes, I tweeted it. Of course I tweeted it. I don't think Alex fully knows what he's talking about. I I don't think he understands the double entendre there.
1: You know what? He is unwell. He is unwell.
0: Yeah, there's something well, going on there. Well, it was just there's more than meets the it's eye. It's ridiculous.
1: I mean, you know what the thing is? I bet a lot of people who follow him are like, "Yeah, that's what I'm going to do." You know, the Donner Party's for me, that kind of thing. I just it's like literally the Donner Party was not a good story in American history. People of the United States of America, no matter what Alex Jones says, it's crazy. Uh,
0: I I know how he's feeling though. One of the nicer things. Uh, There's actually been been quite a few nice things about this sheltering in place. I'm an introvert, so I like it. But there are these two ducks that have been showing up, and they eat the bugs in the pool, and they're just lovely. And every morning I get my coffee and I go see the ducks. And the last few days, just one duck has been showing up. So I think this is really taking a toll on people's relationships. I'm like, where's the other duck? Yeah. No, Now it's just one duck. Clearly the ducks aren't getting along. They're sick of whatever's going on here. By the way, by the way, I don't know where you are. It is literally the most beautiful. beautiful day. I'm in Delray. It's the most beautiful. And I'm like, okay, all the environmentalists, I'm like, this is all it took? Just sheltering in place for like yeah. four weeks and the earth is back to beautiful? That's all well, we needed to really do? Well, it really is. It's spectacular it was, it was, here. It, was, it is spectacular. It was raining
1: all last night and it was stunning. It was absolutely stunning. Speaking of not so stunning, let's talk about Elon Musk.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, you just warned me off mic not to say what I was going to say. I know, I wish you wouldn't. It's uh,
1: nothing illegal. Okay, but <laughs> he's, he's he's But he's not, uh, do, he shouldn't be doing that. He should not be. Doing this. He did a, a Twitter, he's not supposed to tweet the way he tweets. And he, he tweeted Free America Now, which I think he's allowed to do. But it's been several days of all kinds of all different right. coronavirus stuff. And I'm sure his business is suffering, everyone's business. He can't take off his jets and his rockets and stuff like that. But one of the ones was that that the that Tesla was overpriced, which he shouldn't, shouldn't have done that one. Let's discuss that.
0: Shouldn't yes, have should done. Should not have done. Shouldn't have done. Okay, so. So some backstory here, some people, somebody kind of connected the dots yeah. and said, all right, this guy is accusing America of being fascist because they refused to open his factory where potentially people would stand shoulder to shoulder and perhaps, you know, yeah. be a hot zone and take the the R row or whatever the hell R-row. it's called from one to four in his, in his factory. And he says, okay, they're fascists. And then someone did the math and said, okay, if... If Musk's or Tesla's stock price stays as ridiculously inflated as he is, he's due for a several hundred million, maybe even several billion dollar payday. And someone said, okay, is this guy all of a sudden being reckless with other people's health for his own enrichment? And so, of course, he sees that. And then in a moment of it or whatever these moments are, he he says, I believe the stock is overvalued. And then the stock the stock lost the value of the U.S. auto industry based on his comments. Mm-hmm. Kara, F-CEO Let me just tell you before we start, to, I don't ahead.
1: think money is his motivation, but move along. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, I, I, I look, mm-hmm. I, at this point, probably not. Although, you know what I, I find is whenever, People say, oh, they have so much money. Money isn't their motivation. I find the billionaires, and one of the reasons they are billionaires, while they claim in front of business school classes that they never cared yeah. about money, they care about money much more than yeah, anybody but he, else. They're I have to say, I've known day. him for,
1: since he didn't have any, and I, it never was his motivation. Yeah. His motivation was other stuff. Like, there's, you can you can really? pick people's motivation and know it.
0: So my nine-year-old, yeah. my nine-year-old is really acting yeah. out, and occasionally we're like, okay, stop playing the recorder yeah. During the day, it's just driving <laughs> I us all crazy. I I'm, gonna play the rec- I'm bringing so my the f- recorder to now, play for
1: you, but go ahead.
0: Now, now that we've asked him not yeah. to do that, like he's found his new passion is the yeah. recorder, and he literally will come up to me and just like play it in my ear. It's like it's like that cowboy. I want to do cartoon. a joint thing with they, him. I can
1: play Green Sleeves, but go ahead, move along.
0: He he does uh, he does the Star Spangled Banner using his nose and two Um, recorders. Anyways, the
1: talented child.
0: He has literally decided. Okay, I am going to test the limits of the SEC. But when you commit blatant market manipulation, yeah. and he was already Why do that? Why do that? I want an secured. explanation. I,
1: we all know he's violated his terms. It's so ridiculous. He's totally jaywalking all over the well,
0: place. Well, it, it reflects so poorly on the board that they have no control over him. But also, there's something... This has gotten to the point, and I'm not a psychologist, but I'm interested to get your viewpoint here. It's as if he wants to get in his own way of making the kind of progress he can yeah, make. He's clearly know. a brilliant guy. He clearly has the ability to bring together a team that somehow produces these cars at a velocity that no one ever expects him to produce. He he is, I mean, he's a remarkable individual, but it's as almost if he's this Greek tragedy yeah. playing out that is, he is taunting the it SEC is. to say, okay, ban me from being an officer of a public company which by the way they should have done on the last tweet yeah. and now he's done yeah. it again he's like I dare you I'm more important than the government I am more important Same than thing my people clearly tweets. Yeah
1: I think he's sort of the tragic version of Mark Cuban Mark Cuban's funny and and yeah. Elon sort of goes for stuff I don't know I think he should stop doing it
0: What do you think is going on know. there I he just goes don't get these it What is going he goes on there through
1: these phases. I you know remember and then he sort of gets it together and then makes it happen and I think maybe that's exciting I don't know i am not I am not a psychologist but he this happens a lot and everyone forgets that it happens a lot, but it happened before and it will happen again. And I think that it's very hard for these people who are so wealthy and so powerful to be told no by people. And I don't think people tell them no, right? Nobody says, what the hell are you doing? Uh Um, And so they ever get a no and they never get any, any consequence for what they're doing except for fighting and they like the fight. So it sort of plays into what he likes. So, which is, yeah.
0: But when a stock goes down, when you lose the value of the U.S. auto industry on behalf of shareholders because of an illegal yeah, tweet, it's literally as if, uh, uh, you know, several dozen class action shareholder lawyers are in a room going, how can he be this dumb? So dumb. How People can People are you always make it self-defeating. Oh, Scott us?
1: Galloway, you know all about this trend. Come on, being self-defeating. Do Yes, I? come on. You wrote a whole book about it. This is a new you level. You wrote a book this about is- it. You wrote a book about it.
0: This is a new level. <laughs> I'm just this telling is a new you, level. you wrote a
1: book in which you talked about the negative things you do and then the positive things you did to To Everybody does this. All right. We're going to move on from Elon Musk. Uh, just briefly, Elizabeth Warren and Joe Biden wrote an op-ed in the McClatchy Papers.
0: Oh, my God. What did you think when you said They're it?
1: dating. They're dating. What did you s- think? Sort of heavy heavy dating. They're just, I don't know. I don't know. We don't know. Nobody knows.
0: That was such a meet the parents moment. All right. Come meet my parents. Uh, I don't uh, know. Uh, 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 she really. Uh, the more I think about it, she is probably the pick. Oh, she'd I be the know. smart pick. She consolidates I'm Val the Bernie Demings. Gross. I'm
1: hearing Val Demings. That's all I'm going to say. Re- represent. I'm just telling you. That's who I'm here. All right. We'll see. I would like her to be the pick. A lot of people would love that. Love to see her. Uh, you know, on a tear. Uh, I think she's she's a lot. You know what I mean? She's very. T- remember how much she was. She's a lot, and I think she's we'll see if, if you know if. If, uh, Joe Would you say that
0: about a man? I feel triggered. She's <laughs> a lot. They never say that about men.
1: <laughs> no, but she's very active. Like, so are we ready oh, yeah. to go into like the big fight? So yeah. is, it, is it the right she's, time to go into she's the big a
0: powerhouse. Fight? She's it. a powerhouse.
1: She's, you know what Smart, I mean. And so angry, I, mean, I love her. She was, she was my presidential choice. She's, but I think she, the, America's tired, and she's going to be like very not just energetic, but full of ideas and full of uh, like concepts. And I think it's just people, he's, it would be a very strong indication of Biden having having, uh, willing to go to the mat. You know, there's a lot of easier choices for him. That's, you know, in terms of of people like like lots of stuff. So I think that it's it would be great if he chose. It would show a lot of energy on his part to do so.
0: She only has one downside, and that is, is a little bit she plays into the narrative that they will run against him, that, that it's capitalism versus socialism. Yes. They'll play over She's and over. She's got that.
1: She's got a bit of the Hillary thing, and, which yeah. I think Joe does not have at all. I hope they pick her. I think she'd be a real uh, shot in the arm. Uh, but again, he has a lot of choices, and he has easier choices for sure, who are more palatable to the general public. But I love her. I think she's great. I love that. I'm a lot, Scott. So there you have it.
0: Oh, you're a tall drink of lemonade when you stay here a <laughs> No, lot, I'm a sour lot.
1: lemonade, my friend. A all right, lot. we're going to have the you're big stories.
0: Though. All salsa, no chip, the jungle cat.
1: <laughs> really hot salsa. Uh, uh, as states attempt to reopen Congress, ways how much liability business owners should have. This is a big deal, I think. And is a big deal for tech companies everybody should have for their employees get sick with COVID-19. Uh, Democrats and Republicans on Capitol Hill once again at opposing ends of the uh, COVID-19 debate. GOP senators are drafting legal protections that would give businesses immunity. This is unprecedented from lawsuits as they reopen businesses. Democrats are opposing those measures. Senator Mitch McConnell, a friend to anyone who's not a poor person, uh, says uh, that he would help employers reopen businesses without fear of major class action suits. Speaker Nancy Pelosi, on the other hand, says she will. Uh, th- this will take responsibility away from corporations and make working conditions less safe for vulnerable workers. The Washington Post reports that business lobbies in the insurance industries are lobbying in support of the liability shields, of course. Meanwhile, a lot of people like unions are urging Democrats to stop Republicans from doing this. By the way, as Congress debates how to reopen the nation, the World Health Organization reported the United States had its most deadly COVID-19 day on May 1st. This is good for big business and tech is big business. I wrote about this issue uh, in the Times on Friday. What what do you think about this? It, of course, it'll help companies like Amazon. It'll help a lot of these companies. Uber? It, it,
0: it perfectly embodies the tragedy of America and why we have lost the script. And that is our government, our elected officials who people elect to office have decided their job is to protect companies, not people. And I believe that there are people who should wake up every morning and consciously decide to put themselves in harm's way and go into warehouses and potentially expose themselves. Hopefully, their company has taken precautionary measures. But, just, but I think they should do it out of greed. I think that people should get danger pay. I think younger people. Yeah. Should should they decide. Yeah, but the, all there's all they're saying is, and that's where this is headed, they're we're headed towards an environment where essential workers, we will actually have to pay them as if they're essential, not just call them essential and in, in, you know, in Bud Light or or I shouldn't have said that. I don't know if Bud Light has said that. But all these commercials thanking our essential workers, but meantime we're paying them eight seventy-five an hour. All that it's saying is we want to reduce the compensation of generally middle and lower income wage workers who have to put themselves in harm's way or choose to, but they, I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with putting yourself in harm's way as long as you know the oh, risks and so as not long this as you're one. This one, if
1: you get sick, like all those people at the rallies, I think that uh, that many people have been talking about this issue. Dr. Burks talked about it this week and going against what Trump was saying at the Lincoln, whatever the hell he was doing at the Lincoln Memorial, uh, it was uh, where she was saying, like, you're not going to just put you in harm. So you're putting your grandmother. You're putting people around you. That's a fair you. point. That's, this, that's this a fair not, point. Like, this is not a choice. Like, I decide to get a kid, sell my kidney or not. It's, you know, it's your kidney, and even though that's illegal, right? You can't do that. Um, you shouldn't be able to infect people. It's literally, this is the whole point of society. You're not supposed to drive without the stoplights. You're not supposed to. You that's know, people do point. it, but it's yeah. not. Like, look, everyone did it. We got the purge going. And I'm sorry. I just don't... But
0: we do need a supply chain. I think there is a protocol or there should be protocols where there are... Look, there are going to be jobs where you have a greater likelihood of being exposed to this. And I don't think we can just call on people who have... Take this Hippocratic oath, or see themselves as courageous and expose themselves in the front lines of healthcare. I sure. think it's unfair to just call on people's Look, better you're, angels. You're going to get
1: you're going to get some sickness. It's just that they're not talking about putting safety measures in place. That's 100%. What, you know, like they so, should require it. It should be on a case. Should, that's right. Why can't they have more? Uh, you know, legislations that's that, that's more complicated, which it has to be here.
0: Well, liability laws. I mean, I, I, do you remember in high school? Did you read Upton Sinclair's *The Jungle*? Yes. If people weren't liable for ensuring that there were guards around meat grinders, we'd still have people falling into meat grinders. But and instead, the firm can yeah. be sued, and so they said, right. "Okay, let's put it some let's put some protocols in place so people don't end up in our meat." And the notion that we're going to relieve companies. From any sort of liability around this is just saying okay let's reduce the currency let's reduce the earnings power of our most vulnerable population and let's give corporations a hall pass around not making the requisite investments for a post-covid world it really is does indicate where our country is we've decided that shareholder value is much more important than people or their health it's just it's kind of you know what it is it's just it's not only disappointing it's a little bit gross
1: it is gross, of course, but it's like it comes over and over mm-hmm. again in our history. And again, this does protect, like there's a difference between a mom and pop shop and Amazon. Amazon should be held to account for having safety measures in place and very discernible and clear and transparent safety measures This is what we're going to do. Same thing with Uber drivers. Same thing with, I'm just using tech as an example, but you could use it for the meat packing plants. These people should show that they're doing uh, what they're supposed to be doing. Now, a mom and pop restaurant, like here's the guidelines. You got to follow like some of these, like they have to sit apart. Like there was an interesting story about a hairdresser and she doesn't want to wear a mask while doing hairdressing. Well, too friggin' bad. Wear your mask. That's it. Like, sorry. Sanitize the hands, wear your mask. It's It's the lowest bar people have to do. If they want to be open and they should have a lowest bar and then they should have higher bars for different companies. I just, the fact that they want to just give them, uh, I don't think it'll pass. I don't think there's too many lawyers actually in this country that thank goodness we have lawyers pushing against insurance companies, which will be great. Um, so they can battle it out, but it's just on, on a sensibility basis, you you have to be liable for your actions to an extent. And of course it has to be subtle and complex and and everything like that, but complexity is lost on you know these republicans trying to jam just the way like the story about Stephen Miller trying to jam through immigration legislation at, at a crisis what a what a shameful person he is really shameful
0: yeah i think i i think we assign too much blame to the republicans and not enough to the democrats i think that a lot of these rescue and bailout packages oh yeah yeah are you know so we know the republican party is there to protect corporations but i feel as if the democratic party also posing for november elections has not put in place the requisite oversight around what is the disbursement of the GDP of the United Kingdom without any oversight to flatten the curve for rich people vis-a-vis small businesses whose owners happen to be the wealthiest cohort? Well, yeah, in the but world. who's
1: playing them? The Republicans, like they have. Yeah, to, they okay, but, do but a we're good being jo- played.
0: What's worse?
1: I, I, I think the player. I think the person is a the player. They're shameful. It's shameful the stuff they're doing. Yeah, okay, okay
0: they're just... shameful. We're idiots.
1: Uh, Boom, I, you America. Know, <laughs> I, <laughs> I just—it's like you're spending the whole time playing defense against whatever horrible push they'll push to the. You know what I mean? The, with, like doing an event at the Lincoln Memorial. Like there was one tweet, it's like Lincoln, the second worst night that Lincoln ever had. Um, uh, there was a tweet, it was very funny, uh, with Trump there. It was a desecration of that man's, uh, what he gave, and saying he suffered more than Lincoln. Ay, ay ay. Like, ay, ay. ay That's what I say today is ay, ay.
0: We get, I literally, every time we do this show, I get these thoughtful emails from my friends down in Florida, like, hey Scott, how are you? Don't talk politics on your show. All right, we won't. We won't. But anyway, it
1: helps businesses and it will help uh, tech companies very much so, especially companies like Amazon and Uber and others. I'll talk business. Businesses have, just the way I wrote about how tech companies need to have more responsibility, all businesses need to have more responsibility. Yeah, but you you. know
0: who's going to benefit from this? And I don't know if this is, I think I'm preempting us or if we want to wait till we come back from a break. Have you seen what Amazon announced in their earnings? Did you see? We're going to yeah. talk
1: about that next. We're going to do a quick oh break God. and we're going to come back. All right. That we're going to come tease. back. Thank you. And talk about Amazon Rachel in a second. Up
0: next. Who killed
2: Kennedy? Come back.
1: <laughs>
2: Fox Creative. This is advertiser content from Atlassian. One of our customers who produces pizza at a very large scale all across the world. Believe it or not, they use AI to review the quality of the pizzas that are created. That goes through a workflow that scans the images of the pizzas and makes sure they visually look like what they should. So it's pretty cool.
3: That's Sharif Mansour, Atlassian's head of AI. Sharif thinks there's a lot for companies to be excited about on the AI-generated horizon, spanning everything from making pizza
2: to producing podcasts like the one you're listening to now. There'll be far more jobs created on the other side of this revolution. Instead of a world of less, Sharif envisions an AI-powered world of more. In everyone's day job, they're moving from doing the thing to often being an architect of the thing. It unleashes the potential of every human. And I think we can go from a world where few people have access to a high level of intelligence to a lot more people having access to this information. AI is really giving everyone on the planet more resources to do great things. And I'm very optimistic about that opportunity that lies ahead.
3: Transform teamwork with the power of AI-human collaboration. Start using Atlassian intelligence for your Atlassian products like Jira and Confluence now. Learn more at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com.
0: Support for Pivot comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software, including Jira, Confluence, and Trello, help power the collaboration for teams to accomplish what would otherwise be impossible alone. Because individually we're great, but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200, or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR, and legal, can stay connected and moving together as one towards shared, company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian.
1: Welcome back. We're not going to discuss who killed Kennedy. There's been enough of that. Enough second of spitter.
0: There was a Listen second spitter. Oh, my God.
1: I'm Remember not even... the
0: Seinfeld show? There's a no. second spitter.
1: Oh, my God, no. Anyway, quick update on Amazon. They reported earnings last Thursday after we taped the show. A few notes. They reported $75.5 billion in sales in the last quarter, up 26% from the previous year. Profits fell 29% because it costs more to meet increased demand. Also notable, Amazon Web Services topped 10%. Billion dollars, as you say, this is one of the biggest companies around. Scott, customers include Slack and Zoom, with a big 3M deal coming. Bezos told shareholders they would spend four billion dollars toward COVID. This was interesting COVID nineteen response. Sounds like a large chunk of this will be for tests for workers and increased delivery capabilities. Uh, so what this I four billion dollars? He's going to just pull ahead of everybody. So many laps around the around the track on this one. Tell me what you think.
0: So this is the most underreported business story of last week. And that is, I mean, he had such a great line. He said, he said, shareholders, you may want to take a seat.
3: Yeah. And he said, we're yeah, taking like that.
0: We're taking all of our profits and we're piling it back into growth or specifically an initiative. An initiative is protective gear, testing, protocols, mm-hmm. additional compensation. Well, I'll be curious how that actually translates to additional compensation to respond to a post-COVID world. And I just sat there and it sunk in on me, what is going on here? And it is so mind blowing. And, and there's just no doubt about it. This guy, this guy is the visionary uh, of our age when it comes to business. You know what Amazon yes. is doing? Amazon is gonna build and construct through an investment and expertise that no one else can match, they're going to build the first vaccinated supply chain globally. Mm -hmm. And that is if you're a vendor, if you're a a worker, if you're a customer, anything that goes through their supply chain is not only not interrupted, but is virus free. He's gonna be able to say, okay, there's every other supply chain globally, which is technically the largest business in the world. Mm -hmm. And then there's the Amazon supply chain and also making a serious investment in testing what is about to become the biggest consumer product category in the world? Testing for the novel coronavirus. Yep. Yep. And Amazon may be the best at it and have the supply chain to deliver Agreed. it. I mean, it's just, I just it's think motes. about this and the it's stock. Moats.
1: Do you know my moat theory? He keeps building moats.
3: Oh, yeah. So many, of
1: alligators. He, he'll be, and no one, no one can beat him on delivery now. No one can beat him on convenience. Price, he keeps up. He doesn't like win necessarily, but he keeps up on price. He keeps up on what you want, anticipation, more and more technology. This running. is gangster This is squared. the virus quote, the, the quote. This is the virus mode. Well, Remember and so
0: I? he says this, and of course shareholders, it's it's literally like history repeating itself. Shareholders like, oh, shit, they're not going to be profitable again. And they took the stock down 7%. And this is how, this is the scale of Amazon. And whenever I speak to elected officials, I don't make new arguments. All I really do is show them the scale of what we're talking about. So Amazon, because they said they're reinvesting their profits, what happens is until the marketplace absorbs the fact that they're about to just, as you say, lap the competition again, they get whack. angry, and they whack the stock for about 24 or 48 hours. You watch the stock's going to recover and more this week. I was thinking
1: that week. if I could buy stock, I'd have bought Amazon stock.
0: Hundred percent. And then what do they do? This is the scale of Amazon. Their stock goes down seven percent, so they lost the value of Boeing. That's where Amazon is right now. It gains or loses the value of Boeing in a single trading day. So when you're talking about a company that's "quote unquote" too big, just remember it can it can shed or gain Boeing in a trading day, and yeah. that's what happened. But this is he is unafraid to lose the value of Boeing. This is how most CEOs think. We're in. Well, he's
1: people are used to that from him though. He did it for years. Remember, so you know, interestingly, yeah. Honey Badger Apple just don't doesn't care. Yeah, but also Wall Street don't care. They just trust him now because they let him do it for so long before. So their use is, yeah. like, A- Apple cannot do this. Like, nobody else can do this. Like, Netflix they got is the hard. only other one. Yep, Netflix. I'm Netflix just saying, people Amazon. are like, we trust this guy. He's going to deliver, and, and he really is. He's going to have the best supply chain ever. It's and crazy. Then, well, everybody just else... crazy. It's well, going so to be so exciting! It's going to be so
0: exciting when we break their ass up into. Well, speaking
1: of which, he's going he go to fulfillment. Congress, Amazon Fulfillment. Amazon Fulfillment. Oh, that's right. Yep.
0: He's been called before Congress. Wait, yeah. You're you're in D.C. What do you think is going to happen there?
1: I'm not. I don't know. Has he agreed to go? I don't. I don't think he has. I, I, I think he should. I th- I'd show up if I were him. I, I would show why wouldn't
0: up. he? About half, about about forty-eight to fifty-one percent of the people are just going to talk, talk about what a yeah. leader he is and basically glom all over him. It's not going to be that bad for him. Yeah, I, it I mean, he's,
1: it's about these misleading—remember, intentionally misleading statements about uh, about using data to help themselves versus sellers on the platform. It's it's a little bit dicey. Maybe he shouldn't come. I don't know. There's a whole bunch of people who advise people on that, and I never understand their arguments. But I guess I guess it's probably not good. You could end up with a, like a Jerry Yang situation when you show up at Congress.
0: I don't know. But I think like, it'll be more reminiscent of Howard Hughes in front of Congress. No, I think Jeff that's Bezos. That's not a
1: good ending. What? What do you mean? Having
0: long long nails and saving your own urine. What what are you talking about? Those are my hobbies.
1: Uh, Oh man, that Uh, story was anyway, go ahead. But
0: when when Howard Hughes went in front of Congress, right? He basically was he was very strong. He was the most one of the most famous, interesting business people of the age. He was. Uh, I, think, I think I, I think I Bezos a
1: debt of gratitude.
0: I think Bezos would do just fine in front of Congress, and I also think he'd have a lot of supporters there. I think a lot of people would basically just tee him yeah. up with softballs. I don't I don't see the fear. Well, you know,
1: it's interesting because some of this legislation is helping him, like the one we previously just talked about, the liability legislation will help him. At the same time, you know, you've got Trump after him. And I disagree the there. Let's
0: let's push a pause there. Okay. I think actually it 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 would hurt him because I think he will be able oh, to avoid gets that an liability. Off.
1: I see. Everybody gets it off. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're I right. think
0: it helps That's him he'll, he'll be one of the few companies that will actually be able to avoid Don't need that it. liability. And he Don't has the money it. to he has the money to support it and say to every worker, I'm insuring you, I'm giving you additional compensation. Come work I for I used me. to go on weekends when my dad would come pick me up after him and my mom's, but we used to go to to race go-karts, which was wildly dangerous. And we would sign this thing saying, Okay, Waiver. if you die in a fiery yeah. ball, it's your fault. And yeah. I, I, you're he's, gonna, he's basically going to say to the entire supply chain, we have, you're taking a risk. Here's some additional compensation, but there's less risk here than anywhere else in the world that's going to get people their sausage and their Nespresso pods. I'm just like, yeah. I'm literally, I'm blown away by this. I'm totally blown away by Amazon's like crazy vision and march towards $2 yeah. trillion. Yeah. And it's more important than ever that we get... Yeah,
1: we break them up. He's one of those people who just leans into the fight. It's interesting. Oh my gosh. you know in a con- now look at con- contrast it with uh, uh, Elon Musk. he just he's so calculated. Um, Congress didn't make him do this, of course, uh, but he you know it'll be interesting to see what he does. He's got a lot of advisors around him and I you know I bet they're debating the topic quite handily. but um, but one of the things that he also wants is this Jedi contract. Now he's going to get other contracts with the US, but he certainly would like to. he's still in court on this one. And they're going to just keep, you know, hammering it out. He's going to grind it out until until whenever. Like, he, But nobody can start. Now, that's the thing that could flip back on him. The Trump administration could say he's hurting U.S. intelligence capabilities or defense capabilities. And we'll see about that. I don't think anyone's paying attention. Do you know what I mean? I think no one's paying attention. So it's fine that he keeps grinding it out and slowing everybody else down um and possibly winning a piece of it and
0: you're referring to the case where they basically said the selection process was biased and microsoft was unfairly awarded the cloud contract for the cia which is i think about a 10 billion yeah the trump
1: put his finger on the scale essentially, and you know there's so much evidence that he publicly tried to do that um
3: the question is is he allowed to is the the, president allowed to
1: the defense secretary uh it has going to have to come in and testify. There's all kinds of funny, funny business. There, there def, there definitely doesn't look great. It looks like this COVID thing where the president says something insane and the, the bureaucrats scramble. So it's not. And there's a history here. So it'll be interesting to see. But I got to say, we got. He's the. He is the gangster. He is the original gangster. Oh, gee, He really is. Incredible. He's gotta, this is exactly what he should have done. Is lean in with this four billion dollars. Damn the torpedoes, full speed ahead. I think he's, you know, and at the same time, he's got to deliver on the safety of workers. I think um, it's unconscionable that someone of that wealth doesn't have, um, that not the most concerned. And they've had a history of this. They've had a history of stories about their treatment of workers. And he needs to fix this one most of all. But they I do think.
0: have, okay, but they raised, they kind of up the ante. They raised their minimum wage to 15 right. bucks, which I think the, the federal government should make. I mean, here's what you have. You have companies now that the scale of them, when they have a trillion-dollar market cap, which all the, almost all the big tech firms do, and if they want to double their market capitalization in the next five years, which they have to implicitly guarantee to their shareholders, otherwise they'll go buy Cloudflare or Salesforce, mm-hmm. that means that a company like Amazon needs to increase its top-line revenue, assuming they get some scale and some synergy and operational leverage that means they need to increase their top line revenue by about hundred billion dollars over the next five years which is uh, you know effectively adding one and a half billion dollars in top line revenue every 30 days or 50 million dollars in incremental revenue every 24 hours or 75 million every business day i mean the, the scale here is staggering and if you have to do that if you have to do that It limits the sectors you can go after. And so what you're going to have is the following. Amazon is about to go into government. Amazon is about to go into defense. Apple is about to go into education. Uh, Amazon is about to go into healthcare. Because there's only a handful of industries that are Big enough, big enough to, to save the appetite of what is the world's largest vampires. They can't yeah. they can't eat rats. They have to How go after elephants. What's so genius about this is that Jeff Bezos has said, okay we have to get into government. We have to get into we have to get into healthcare because there's just very few very few corpuses big enough for us to drain enough blood to feed our insatiable oh, appetite so here. And and them. they're effectively said, Okay, the next biggest consumer category in the world is gonna be testing for COVID nineteen. I yeah. just it's we so talked about it's this, so obvious
1: it, it would have worked it would have worked we would all been a lot better off if they had gotten it. Well, involved.
0: what if they'd said to you, "Okay, if you're I would have done it. If you're in an Amazon I Now, if you're in an Amazon Now uh, location, and my kids, when I say my kids, the people I work with, we're now ordering their lunch from Amazon Now which they get in 48 minutes. What if they said in 48 minutes we can get you a test for either antibodies or the virus?" Yeah,
1: of course, that, would a, say a,
0: that would available be. to Prime members. The marvelous Mrs. Mizell and COVID-19 antibody tests (laughs) blow my mind. Literally, literally. I mean, seriously, uh, you know, Alex Jones eats my ass and Bezos blows my mind. It's a good Uh, weekend. uh, Well, it's a good weekend.
1: Okay, Scott, this is perfect timing because we have your Vice News nemesis on the line. He also has better hair, Anand Giergadasz. He has great hair. He's the new host of Vice TV's seat at the table, our publisher New York magazine, just in an entire issue dedicated to wealth class and racial disparity on display during the pandemic. It was called Rich Corona, Poor Corona. Anand is the perfect person to talk through these issues with us. Hello, Anand. How you doing?
3: Thank you so much for having me. Welcome, say, Anand.
1: It just I just want, want to say it? when
3: you say when you say uh yeah. I have better yeah. hair than Scott, I, I yeah. feel like the pretty that implies right? pretty that pretty he has Right. Oh, yeah.
1: already with yeah. the inside. I know this Here's- is
3: for an audio I know this is for an audio thing, but I just wanna <laughs> fact check that. Okay, I'm sorry. You
1: know what? Your hair looks magnificent, and Scott's looks non-existent right now. Yes, (laughs) as per usual. Now, listen, away from the fact that you have very wealthy-looking hair, um, we were talking about this idea of rich corona, poor corona. We have talked about this issue. Previous to you coming on, Scott was was singing the praises of Jeff Bezos in terms of the $4 billion and et cetera, et cetera. I was a little more uh, not so as impressed as he was, but nonetheless, explain First, talk about COVID nineteen and how it discriminates, and some of these relief packages uh, and how they've how it's turned out.
3: You know what, what's so interesting is, particularly as journalists, our training is to always focus on what is new in any situation, and whether that's a war or that's something like coronavirus. And coronavirus seems like so new, right? And it is really new, maybe more new than anything in any of our lifetimes. Novel coronavirus. Um, Novel. Exactly. It's Novel. even it's even in the name. Right. And as all of us have adjusted and lived these totally different lives than we were living before, it, again, feels new, new, new. And I think after a few weeks, what you actually realize is this is, yeah, the, 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 some of the basic facts and how we're living are new. But this is actually a doubling, tripling, quadrupling down yeah. on what have been the mega trends of the age. Yeah. 100%. Right. The acceleration. That is
1: we talk about this. An the acceleration.
3: acceleration. Uh, so dramatic that it feels new, but is, in fact, just like the old cubed. And it, it is, so it's, you know, quickly, it's, it's the war on government for 30, 40 years. Turns out you wage a war on government, the idea of government, the thing itself, um, you defund it, you defang it at every turn. Turns out when something like this happens, the free market is actually not able to solve a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, second, the notion of wealth concentration, which you're talking about the New York Magazine feature, this idea that so many people are unable, as we've heard many times, to weather a $400 emergency expense, that weathering something like this, which may end up being a multi-thousand or tens of thousand dollar emergency expense for many, many, many millions of people is unfathomable. Um, And third, this notion of billionaires like Jeff Bezos or others being able to use this crisis to redeem themselves, um, which is not to say that they are not doing good works in this crisis. They may be, they may not be, some are. I think Bill Gates is obviously doing very sincere work, others it's more of a show, but it risks absolving them in the public imagination of what we should be very focused on, which is the ways in which that billionaire class is responsible for America's weakness in this pandemic and why we have not had South Korea outcomes or Germany outcomes or any any outcomes of any number of countries. You know, tax avoidance, um, as a class of people fighting for things like the Trump tax cut, avoiding whatever taxes are actually on the books uh, over years, decades, uh, not paying corporate income taxes. Um, secondly, lobbying. Uh, lobbying, you know, it's not working people who don't want universal health care. Someone stops these things that are 50, 60, 70% popular. Someone blocks them right at the end, and it's big corporations and the very wealthy and powerful. Um, and, and finally, specifically on the pandemic, manufacturing. At every turn in the last 30, 40 years, when there's been an opportunity to save a nickel by outsourcing, i.e. having another company instead of your company produce, or offshoring, moving it to another country, the, 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 the corporate class, CEO class in America has taken that, taken that decision and we now end up being a kind of pansy country that literally can't make anything for ourselves, cannot make masks. I mean, I'm not a mask expert, I look at those things, like how hard could it be? We gotta wait, we gotta send airplanes to China to beg for masks. Um, And so the very people who are stepping up to help are in many ways members of a class of people who uh, put the country in the position it is right now during this pandemic.
0: So now there's- there's, I mean, to your point, it's as if we can't oh, there's no nuance or we're not able to think as a species in any sort of nuanced, complex way that we might we might be able to recognize and respect and applaud their efforts during a point uh, during a period of crisis, but at the same time break their ass up and restore some oxygen to the marketplace. It's as if it's one or the other when the reality is you can do both. my My question to Correct. you is, Is there an opportunity here, and this is kind of the glass half full uh, scenario where whenever we reach this level of income inequality, there's war, famine, or revolution, and it looks like we're having some some format or form of that, and that we might come out of this recognizing that government is important, the delegitimizing and defunding government, as you reference, it does have consequences. And we might be producing a new generation of younger people who will want a global CDC, who will want cooperation, that we might, in fact, decide that, you know, the world taking a break from emissions does make a difference. I mean, Kara and I were saying it's just so beautiful out today, and we can't think that that's accidental. Do you think there's anything that we might come out of this with that might might in fact we might take away some lessons and lessons in, in and in emerge from this a better a better society
3: i i will i will take that and raise you and say i actually think this may be the only opportunity for i mean i'm i'm 38 years old given my lifetime and possible future lifespan i think this may be the biggest and only opportunity to truly transform the country in my lifetime, mm-hmm. you know, when I was an interesting thing happened when I was on book tour the last couple of years, some older people would often come up to me in the signing line and almost whisper this thing, like they were embarrassed to say it. They're like, this is all great. We, we agree with you on changing the system, but you know, we're older. Like this stuff only happens after awful stuff, mm-hmm. right? No world war one, women don't get suffrage. No world war two, you don't have the civil rights movement in the same way. Like yeah. it takes these reset moments in history that create space. For change. And and over the last couple of years, I was kind of, dep- it, was, it seemed true, but I was kind of depressed by that, right? Mm-hmm. Because that, you know, well, the good news is we now have our thing that mm-hmm. is of a magnitude, the entire world on lockdown right now. Uh, all of our systems tested, many of them failing. Um, but what I think it's going to take is, it doesn't happen on its own, it takes leadership, political leadership out of that. And so the question is, if you're Joe Biden, you have the opportunity right now, to say, I ha- I'm i not a Medicare for all person, haven't been. I thought that in America, with the vigorous private enterprise the way it is, we're not France, that healthcare tied to jobs was a good way to go and then we'll f- you know fix a bunch of other people on the back end. But I see now that I was wrong. The coronavirus is a big enough thing that you can say that without being embarrassed.
1: Yeah, he's not right? going to.
3: He's not going to. And so so the, To Scott's question, the question of whether this actually does become a pivot is gonna gonna turn on whether people like Joe Biden and others leaders in our society and leaders of movements are really able to get in there and change people's minds. Because what the crisis is also revealing is even in something as awful as this, we are just so locked in our silos of assumption that it's not clear that any of us are persuadable to each other anymore.
1: Well, look at the look at the opening up. The you know the people. There was stories this weekend of people in other states right. like Oklahoma where they wouldn't wear masks. Someone got shot and they got angry over it. And that the governor of Ohio, who's doing a relatively good job about that comparatively, is the Republican governor uh, is doing very good. He's been quite a leader around this stuff and safety. He just was like, I can't make them wear masks. There's a point where I can't make them. And so people were unconcerned with other people's health. Um, and you get the feeling everybody wants to go out. Everybody wants to, you know, you sort of, you have like a wish to do that. Um, But it does, it does create this sort of difference, different, like you said, rich Corona, poor Corona. Can you talk about that? Because a lot of the rich people are these tech billionaires who you've written about many times.
3: Well, but I think what what you're getting at is something a little different, which is, you know, I remember when um, Hurricane Sandy happened, Um, we had these very, very close friends in New York, who are from Argentina and they lived in, you know, there were certain zones on the water yeah. that they said, you got to get out. You have mandatory evacuation. And so we had these friends who were told you got to get out of your house. And so we called them we said, come over. We got a lot of food, live with us for a few days, like weather it here. And they were like, no, it's not necessary. And we we're like, no, no, it's a mandatory. Like, I know you're from Argentina. You just got here a couple of years ago, but like, yeah, th- the government says you can't be there. And they were like, oh, like where we come from, if the government tells you you got to get out of there, it's because it's some trick. It's like they're going to like steal your stuff or they're going to like confiscate your apartment. Like, it's just like when the the government tells you something, you do the opposite because, uh, you know, and if you're Argentinian, that that may be fair based on the record of that country's government. I think what is happening in this country after 30 or 40 years of everybody besmirching the government Mm -hmm. um, is that we're getting to that kind of mentality in many people when, when people hear... Put on a mask or people here stay home their mind goes to what's the con here what's right. the game here right and and you can't treat the symptom the the, the root the disease here is if you make everybody or, or 60 or 70 percent of the public have this you know either outright hostility or just kind of passive sense of the futility of government um, you're going to start to reap very dire consequences.
1: No, I think we've always been an unpleasant group of people. I don't know whiskey. I, I, with I that. don't know. <laughs> I think we've always Look, been it, an unpleasant it, bunch it, of assholes. Isn't it some good.
0: of it that we've we've become expectant and soft through all this relative peace and prosperity? We outsource war to certain demographic groups and. Even when I was a kid, we used to do duck and cover drills. And there weren't two or three of us saying this is propaganda and let's be honest, it's all over in a flash. This is just an illusion to make us feel more secure. There was a comity of man. We pull over when there's an ambulance. You're not going to get arrested if you don't move to the side of the road when there's an ambulance. But now it seems as if everybody... Has decided the enemy is within, we're tribal, we don't trust each other, there's a lack of comedy. People are people don't want to say I'm an American first, and there's just a certain level of hand holding that should take place here. And instead we show up with guns and masks at the Michigan State House to protest, you know, someone saying I need to wear a mask. It feels as if America has has lost a common enemy and we become soft, we become indulgent, we become expectant. And there needs to be, and to your point, this might be the thing that says, all right, at some point we have to put America first and start cooperating and saying, okay, if they tell us to wear masks, we're going to wear masks. I mean, it's just like buck up, right? We're Americans.
1: So if it's not the political leaders, is it the is it the corporate ones? Because, you know, you do have like, uh, you know, Bezos just doing this $4 billion I'm going to protect workers thing. We just talked about how it's a, it's possibly a business advantage for him because he's going to have the virus-proof Delivery business, essentially. Um, how do you look at these sort of I wanna I wanna focus in on the tech billionaires cover because you've written about them and they are the richest people in the world. how do you think they come out of this? And you gave Bill Gates the exception.
3: Well, I mean, I don't I don't give him the exception in the sense that he is still very much only has that level of wealth because yeah. of a Terrible system that made that wealth possible. I think he's more sincere about a lot of the efforts he makes and actually applies his mind to them in a way that some of these people are just literally throwing, you know, reputational dollars, marketing, yeah, dollars. PR, but the press release, but but, but but you know, I, I think as a whole, the tech group um, is very culpable for this society being as weak as it is. You know, you, you know, so you think about Uber and Lyft, for example. And, and and just those kind of go more on. distributed. Go Are work you about to go on a ride
0: hailing rant? Are, yeah, exactly. Uh, go like for it. It. at every
3: turn. Go, and it went, the delivery, the delivery ones also, right? Yeah. Um, the wag, you know, all these, all these kinds of distributed workforce tech companies. At every opportunity, they have faced a, a, a fork in the road between: Do you kind of make people employees, you give them some security, or do you um, leave them to themselves? They have always taken this turn of precarity, and they've created through those choices a precariat, who a group of very large group of people, growing group of people, who have no security. Well, when something like this happens, you know, you can step up and say, "I'm going to help this person. I'm going to help this person. I'm going to donate to this relief fund." But you have fought tooth and nail to achieve the kind of economy in which there is 100%. no security.
0: Yeah, Pablo Escobar and built uh, soccer soccer stadiums. That doesn't forgive what he was doing. I'm curious. Uh, like, I think so many people, including the people you're talking to, buy into this notion that this inequality is out of control, that tech billionaires you know, deserve to be wealthy, but they shouldn't have the GDP of Norway. Give us two or three things... If you were king and had a magic, you know, had a magic wand, what would you like to see Congress pass? He, in terms, he of, is
1: king. Go
0: ahead. <laughs> look at that hair. In terms of legislation, tax policy, uh, gestalt in our society, what two or three things p- correct, course correct?
3: It's a great question. Um, you know, I I think number one, um, as a as a policy matter, we would the the, the time for the wealth tax is is overdue. Um, I think the way I've seen the conversation uh, you've the last on. couple of
0: years- on, Let's push pause right there, because I understand the notion of it, but if France tried it, and then the wealthiest man in France moves to Brussels. How do you take the most mobile capital in the world, and that is rich people, and then decide you're going to tax what they believe is already theirs, so you're violating their private property rights, and not have a bunch of billionaires move to Singapore and end up with a lower tax base than we have right now? So, so,
3: so This is where I'm going to offend your listeners in Europe. Yep. And no. And an appeal to patriotism, which is one of the advantages we have in this country is this is kind of a place you can't not be. Come on, America!
0: New York! You can't get food anywhere like you can get in the East Village. Is that what you're saying? It's worth it. It's worth it. Take Well, first of all, it's it's just the size of the market, right? I mean, it's 25%
3: of global demand on a bunch of different things, right? right? So, like, if you're a bank who just doesn't want to be in the United States... Like you can afford to not be in France. A lot of companies are not yeah, in France. That's right? a great point. I just don't know. I don't know a lot of ambitious global companies that are not don't need revenue from America. So, right. so that's one. Second, everybody wants to get into our universe. Like a lot of people want a lot of stuff from us, yeah. right? And we are very bad at actually having any leverage for that. So, I would say, uh, if you know, if, if if Michael Bloomberg would really leave America, yeah, if we took a ten percent wealth tax every year, which would still be probably about half. I'm sorry. Shading you said ten percent. Increase, you said
0: ten percent, right? Which is like
3: higher than the Bernie thing, right? But just think about this for a second. Most of these people earn, let's say, twenty percent IRR every year, right? right? Return on greater, return on capital, right? So even something higher than the Bernie tax, right, would actually see them all getting maybe ten percent richer a year instead of twenty percent richer a year, right? That that scares them. Warrens was two or three percent, right? So Warren would have slowed. Them from getting richer at twenty percent a year to getting richer at seventeen percent a year, and that was horrifying to them. Yeah. Uh, so I think we had the leverage as a country to do that and not see them all run away. And if they all run away, maybe it would be better. And if it wasn't better, we can shift it. So, uh,
0: so uh, I, it, it's a great argument. I love, and I love that you said it, and I felt a, some real American pride there because on a smaller level, if you live in Manhattan, you pay eleven to thirteen percent incremental taxes or uh, 11 to 13% additional tax rate versus living in Florida. But quite frankly, living in Manhattan is worth it. Living in Short Hills, New Jersey or Greenwich, Connecticut, maybe not worth it. So you're saying America is worth it. 20%, you couldn't get a wealth tax over 50 bips because if you started charging billionaires 10%, one down market, you cut their wealth in half, they will move to Singapore. Yeah, Even America isn't worth it. I think what you're saying is
3: America is the New York of Florida. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. (laughs) <laughs> and, and I think a second thing, which is not a policy thing, although there are policy fixes that would help it, I would say, particularly in this moment, right. we need a wave of young people going to public service, going yeah. into public service. Scott discussed government. that last week. Scott
1: do. discussed the American. And, and
3: now process. is a good time because you know what? Those jobs are secure. Yep, that's They're right. They're hard to be fired from. Millennials have no security. This is going to be- Agreed. Corona
1: Corps is what Scott is calling it, Corona Right.
3: Core. I would say we need a- Massive shift in in young people going to public service as the place they go to change the world.
1: All right, speaking of change the world, last question because we got to get going. Uh, Bezos was called before Congress. He wasn't compelled to do so. What do you think the legislation that was moving towards controlling some of these tech companies, uh, antitrust, all these other things, controlling their, in the end, controlling their wealth, uh, will go from now on? Go
3: you know, from, I had this idea go, a couple of years ago, which has not, uh, has not. Caught on, which was you know creating something called the Con- Commission on American Reform, which would have been to identify four or five big things we could do, and the rule for any idea was it has to have like 80 percent public support, right We're not even going to look at things that are part of when you look at things that are just much loved on both sides. I think you could get there on a wealth tax by the way. I think a big area where you could get there is antitrust. I don't think anybody has, you know, carries water for Facebook being a monopoly or Amazon being one except people who work there. Who who else who else cares? For for whom is that an important issue of principle to defend their mm-hmm. right to be a monopoly? And Agreed. And so that's an example where I actually think if you had creative politicians and you had a sensible Republican Party instead of a white nationalist cult, you actually might be able to say there's a, there's a you know, 30 to 40% of people in this party and 100% of people in this party who might be able to real, make real headway on that. And by the way, that's not socialism, right? That's capitalism. What we have, having massive areas of American life where there's only one company able to operate... Is the most Soviet, Soviet thing you intercept. can possibly do. Right? They're
0: better than uh, the
1: Soviets. They deliver on time. And you get what
0: you're Yeah, doing. but so let's just review Empty those. Thing. So we have we have a wealth tax, we have national service, and we have antitrust. That seems all like a reasonable way to oxygenate the marketplace. And and if you will recalibrate. I mean a step towards tyranny is when private power co-ops government instead of being a countervailing force, the economy would boom, I think, under a lot of what you're talking about and on. Before before Anon goes, Kara, we should we should point out that Anon has a new show and it yes. it plays on Vice Thursday nights at 10 p.m. Oh wait, Conceded. that's what, that's when my show plays. By the way, was, I will wow. crush you. I will crush you. Oh, my you.
1: God. Oh, wow. my God,
3: Scott. Wow.
1: Anyway, it's called. That was the
3: worst show plug I know. in the history uh, I am going to do. Water. I
1: will do a good one, Anon. Uh, anyone, check out Anon's show. Vice TV, Seat at the Table. Airs on Wednesdays at 10 p.m. on Eastern. And maybe check out Scott. You don't have to if you don't want to. Anyway, <laughs> Anon, th- Anon, thank you so much Thanks, for being Anon. on the show. Congrats thank you on for show. having me. This appreciate was fun. It. Thank you. All right. All right. Congrats bye. Congrats on yours. Thanks. Bye. bye. Scott, one more quick break. We'll be back with wins and fails. That was Bracing from Anand. All right, Scott, we're going to do a quick round of wins and fails. Just go for your wins and fails. Move along. Move along.
0: Uh, Well, to to Anand's point, in terms of COVID-19 being an accelerant more than a change agent, uh, J.Crew is supposed to file for bankruptcy this morning. Actually, probably is. We're going to see just a raft of retail bankruptcies, which is sort of this. Who else? Names. Oh, a Senna. You know, you know what could really surprise people, Kara? Yeah. Could really surprise people? The gap. The gap. The gap could um, probably go out of business, which is, is staggering to feel. You're going to see Neiman Marcus filed last week. It's probably only a matter of time. I don't want to be a grape dancer and send stocks down, mm-hmm. but uh, most of the department stores, especially retail apparel, yeah. and there'll be a few surprises in there too that we just aren't, aren't so expecting. The gap? Who
1: else? The gap? Who else?
0: These are all uh, well, mainstays you
1: know, of malls and
0: Ann Taylor. And, remember that yeah. man, Taylor Loft. Yeah. You could see. I mean, there just could be anything, almost anything in the department Is there anyone immune? Is like an H and
1: M or a Uniqlo? Moon or not? Oh,
0: the the, the the elephants that survive this will have more foliage. Your Sephora's, your Restoration Hardware's uh-huh. uh, are gonna are gonna be stronger coming out of this. There will be some big winners. There'll be some. And what makes you, you a know, winner even,
1: versus a loser?
0: Well, oh gosh, that's a. That, we're going to need a bigger boat. Okay. But I, the the way you could almost do an initial proxy is the percentage of sales you get from e-commerce. Uh-huh. How differentiated your product is. Yep. I mean, at high, low, either incredible value or incredible luxury. Anything in the middle is kind of gonna get crushed. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be just fascinating. Speaking of lo- losses, and I did I kept quiet post our launch because I predicted. That this just made no sense and it was a terrible strategy. And it and was tech, it was tech people playing uh, media. Quibi, uh, they lost it. Yeah, Quibi. All Quibi's saved. already. I said, look, I predicted Quibi was dead on arrival, yeah. and and then uh, a, a media analyst uh, clapped back at me and said that he had seen Quibi content. Yeah. and I, I, I underestimated him. Anyways, their projection was they were hoping to get seven million signups. They've signed up a million. I think Quibi probably gets sold in the next six months, and it'll be a it'll be a mercy killing. It'll get sold for sold for a dollar to somebody. Also,
1: there's a lawsuit, Paul Singer, uh, around this uh, around this use. Yeah, around their key
0: technology around landscaping or the way you pivot pivot
1: the yeah. I talked to Jeff Zuckerberg, and he I mean sorry Jeff Katzenberg, I'm sorry Jeff Zuckerberg um, around it, and he was he was dismissing it as out of hand uh, publicly.
0: Well, none of them. What's a the CEO uh, going to say? Right. It has real merit, and we're in trouble.
1: Yeah, but he went out of his way to say they're idiots. Essentially. Um, yeah. But
0: have you? But you started watching yeah. a little bit of Quibi. Are you still watching no. it?
1: I went the minute Billions came. You know, I was watching Homeland. I, I stick with the Netflix is the one I really, really watching a lot uh, in terms of long form. And I know I don't see that. I think Quibi. I would watch Quibi if I was commuting or somewhere for ten minutes. I'm nowhere for ten minutes anymore. I'm either sitting down and watching or I'm That's working. Right. And so I don't, there's no, there's not that downtime, that commuting time, that waiting time that you have when you're in your normal life, essentially. And so I suspect I would use it. I don't, I don't sit down with it. And I do sit down with Netflix and I do sit down with Comcast and things like that.
0: But Quibi, and I'll, uh, my my first class, and I'll go professorial here or or Professor Light, Quibi violates the ba- some basic tenets of strategy right out of the gates, and that is there's only kind of three things you need to remember, and I call it the hurdles test. One is it differentiated? Two, does anyone care yeah. about that differentiation is irrelevant? And finally, if you're fortunate enough to have a product that's differentiated and relevant, do you have assets, culture, IP, capital that makes it sustainable and you can own it? And what they had here is potentially something was relevant. People short attention spans, short form video. But it's not differentiated. YouTube has all kinds of short-form video, and it's also absolutely not sustainable. What could they do to own short, quick bites? This was a strategic error. Jeffrey Katzenberg and Meg Whitman in a billion and a half dollars is our real assets, yeah. and instead they found something a, a value proposition that strategically was just flaccid. This just thing made no sense strategically right. from the outside. All
1: right. Okay. So a dollar. That's your. Th- that's a good. That's a. That's also a, a win. Prediction. What's
0: your win? Did you have a win? Uh, What's your win?
1: Win. Uh, I cleaned my house this week. I moved into a house and all the boxes are gone. That's my
0: There win. you go. Congratulations no, um, on that. Well done.
1: A win. Uh, I, I like the Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren thing. I thought that was interesting. Uh, I do feel a little, the weather has turned, and I know it sounds crazy, but it makes me more hopeful.
0: Hmm, that's nice so and and uh our win our uh, i think what Bezos has done here a vaccinated supply chain is just overwhelming from a yep. business and a strategic perspective yep. and it's just so exciting and it's going to make it only that much more interesting when we break up that company and amazon fulfillment becomes its own entity yeah that company can end up being on its own worth uh, one of the 10 most i
1: make your 10 argument all the time to people it's a better company for everybody because there's lots of companies you can invest in broken up broken up and he'll be richer yeah, than ever right. he'll be a, a, a trillion a trillionaire. He'll be a trillionaire. Yep. The world's first trillionaire. Yep. Anyway, Scott, it's time to get out of here. It's a very long show. Don't forget, if there's a story in the news that you're curious about and want to hear our opinion on, uh, email us at pivot at voxmedia.com to be featured on the show. We've gotten a lot of great stuff via mail. we also be happy to respond to you on Twitter. We love Twitter. Uh, So let us know what you want us to talk about. Someone just said they wanted us to talk about education, and we shall do so. Uh, And Mm -hmm. vote for Pivot for the Webby Awards Best Business Podcast. If you don't, we won't like you. Is that a good way? Yes,
0: and Kara Swisher needs more awards.
1: <laughs> you need one. You need one. I'm yeah. doing it for you, Scott.
0: Zero to one. There was a book <laughs> on that. Zero to one. Um, uh,
1: all right, Scott.
0: Today's show was produced by Rebecca Sinanis. Our executive producer is Erica Anderson. Special thanks to Drew Burrows and Rebecca Castro. If you like what you heard, please hit subscribe. Have a wonderful week. Enjoy, enjoy just how beautiful it is outside. Beautiful day. a wonderful time to be alive, emerging into a new tomorrow, a hopeful new tomorrow. Kara, yes. I am thinking about you only because you're appearing on my TV show this week. <laughs>
1: I've got to go if shower. If it doesn't
0: work, it's your fault. I've got to
1: go shower right now, so nice. i got to go. El maquillage
0: up, baby. <laughs> bring, bring on the ill maquillage. All
1: right. Scott, see you okay. soon.